Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Unwiring Minds. This is Raquel Pazvergia, your host, and today we have Brandon Beliso with us. He is both a speaker and an author and does so much more than that. He's helped people internationally to really live their best lives. And so today he's here to talk to us about what unauthorized thought patterns are and really how we can break out of them. So I'll let you get right to it, Brandon. Cool. And I think unauthorized thought patterns are what's fed to us from the day we were born. In my case, I was in a foster home from the age of 11 months until about five. So the first thing I experienced was abandonment right, by my parents. Then when they got us back briefly, uh, my mom was an alcoholic. My father was very physically abusive. So another set, um, being bullied, you know, there, there's so many things. And I think our truer self, Raquel, gets buried under these layers and layers and layers and layers of unauthorized thought patterns. And then our truer self is lost. And we spend our whole life peeling away these layers you know, through a process of self-discovery and life experience to get to our more authentic or truer self. And if we can live from that truer self, that's why I believe we discover our purpose. Why are we here? You know, we wake up every day and so many people go through the motions and they do what they think they're supposed to do to be accepted by other people, whether it's the manager at work or whoever they're involved with. But really, I think the acceptance that the most difficult part for me is accepting myself. Right. And so what would you would you say is the best way to get started, whether it is breaking through these thought patterns that we've been inflict like that have been sort of imposed on us or what's the best way to get started understanding what's going on? You know, I, I, I don't think it's any one aha moment. I think it's a process of self-discovery and and it's just having that courage to be able to go out there. I mean, I walked Joshua tree by myself and they say, never walk the desert by yourself. I sat in a Zen center staring at a white wall for hours at a time. Um, I sat in the woods and beat drums half naked with men crying. I went on silent retreats. I was willing to do anything and everything to really help break from what Carol Dweck, there's a great book called The Mindset by Carol Dweck. And she talks about, you know, that fixed mindset it really to move from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset is really that process. And I don't think there's any exact way. I would just encourage people, number one, to journal. Journaling is great. That's why I'm so not a big fan of chat GPT. I think people need to write. Uh, and they, well, I'm not a great writer. You don't need to be a great writer. Just write. Get it out of your mind and onto paper because if you can see it, you can be it. So yeah. journaling is very powerful. Meditation meditation where we go inward instead of external bigger house bigger car different relationship more money different job let me move the real journey is inward and if we want to get to that more authentic self we have to be willing to go inside the challenge with that is sometimes it's really lonely you know are you willing to pull back your own covers and and not have somebody validate you but have to pull back your own covers and get real with yourself and go Ugh, i don't like that part about about me well you don't like it, then you have the, the ability to change that. But I think it's recognizing that first. And, and it takes a lot of humility to accept myself warts and all, you know? Right. Absolutely. And another question that's popping up in my head is for people that might say, okay, I'm going to get started on this. I want to change these sort of habits that I might have regarding what society has imposed, what, like you said, whether it is things that have happened to us or beliefs that have been passed on through teachers or people that we've learned from, really, what would you say is 
the best way to start in, in terms of understanding that we're working on ourselves and not really trying to benefit everybody else. Because the thing is that not, I'm not talking about how to get started. I'm saying like, how do we change our mentality from satisfying everybody's needs and satisfying our own? How do we go and transition to get even, because for some people making the big changes is so scary that they, or it's too much for them to handle at this one moment because they're still in that mindset of, I know I need to go to work. I need to make sure I make my boss happy. No, I need to go home and I need to make my partner happy. Mm-hmm. It's everybody. So what would you say so that we can transition into a more, it's not necessarily selfish, like not thinking that it is selfish to be working on ourselves. Yeah, I, I think that's that's a really great question because I think self-sabotage is something people who have low self-esteem, low self-worth set themselves up for all the time. And like the Chinese proverb goes, a thousand mile journey begins with a single step. Be willing to take those little baby steps and celebrate them, you know, not in a grandiose way, but in a very quiet, grateful, humble way. You know, and some days it is one step forward and two steps back. And that's cool. But it's recognizing the preconditioned thinking being fed for you. Because the minute you start making changes, everybody around you is going to be unhappy because they want you to be the same old person. Somebody said to me one time, you know, Brandon, you're so full of yourself. I said, yes, I am. I go, well, no, I'm saying that in a negative way. Well, who do you want me to be full of? Your opinion, what my parents fed to me what my history teacher fed to me in my sophomore year, is that what I should be full of? And then someone said, and you're also so very self-centered. I said, yes, because if the if yourself is centered, you make better choices and you take right action in your life. So I think that stereotype and the cliche that promotes more of a neg- negative mindset is actually really good for you. If you're doing it from a very humble place, I know ego is very dangerous. And there's a thin line between ego and confidence, you know, narcissism. Um, I think that's very negative, but self-esteem is much different. And being able to feed that with a very humble mindset is really what facilitates that. You know, if I don't love myself, who's going to? Right. And and I know for me, being a great codependent was, was fed into that victim mindset that perpetuated from the day I was born in a foster home, being molested, being physically abused. I was born into being a victim. And it wasn't my choice. I was a child. I get that. But at some point, I need to be accountable. And the thing neat about it is when accountability, the ability to be accountable, it's an art form. And when I stop pointing fingers at people and realize I have three pointed back at me, that's when everything started to change. I didn't blame my dad anymore. I didn't blame poverty. I didn't blame the foster homes. I didn't blame my mom not being there. When I recognized that I could empower myself and be accountable for me, that's when I started to have the courage to walk down that path of self-discovery. And like I said at the top of this, there is no right or wrong. It's just having that courage to go out there and experiment and explore. That's why it's called self-discovery, right? But everybody looks for a guru. They look for a mentor because if it doesn't work out, then I got someone to blame. You know, if I, I hold myself completely accountable for my own choices and actions, then I have nobody to blame but me. And then the yin to the yana of that, Raquel, it's really empowering to know that. Right, absolutely. And I think this is also applied in so many different ways because just as you're speaking and you're saying this, I'm I'm coming up with things that in situations that I'm like, honestly, like these are moments where maybe I should have thought, hey, like where is where am I in this picture? Why am I thinking 
about what everybody else thinks and what everybody else is doing and why am I not thinking about my needs, my wants and what I desire in life and in, in, in general. Like, and I think it's applicable in so many ways, whether it is maybe for people that are entering into university and they're thinking, oh, should I go through the major that my parents are encouraging? Or should I go through the major that I truly have a passion for? Um, or that's one thing that I can think of right now, but it, there's so many different ways for whether it is work and college and things like that, but also in the personal level, like choosing, because there's a lot of, um, in a lot of groups, even in the United States and people that I've been around, we choose partners based on different like status and mm -hmm. things like that. And do we really want to be looking at that or do we be looking at other factors? And so, I don't know, I, I think that what I'm getting out of it is really, there's so many ways we can apply this. And so I would say, you've shared um, like ways that you've sort of gone out of blaming others and realizing you can take that stand for yourself. Is there ways and advice that you can offer for people that might struggle to find that courage to get started and get them sort of give them a little bit of a boost to say, okay, let's, we can do this. It's, it's possible. Um, what would you say? Well, I would say one, there's only one you in this whole world. How special is that? I don't think, you know, no one cares who you are. Nobody gives a, sh you know, crap. That may be true, but I care. I believe there's only one we're killing in this whole world. How amazing is that? Why would you not invest in that to manifest that, to cultivate that, to bring yourself to your full potential? It's a beautiful thing, but it means I have to pull back my covers, look at myself, warts and all, and love every part of me. See, how am I going to heal any part of me? How am I going to unwire that part of me, unless I love it. You know, I was a molested. So I was ashamed of myself. I couldn't have a healthy relationship. I was ashamed of that. That's not good shame. That's bad shame. I needed to love that part of me. I needed to go back there in time and say, hey man, Brandon, adult Brandon's here and I'm balanced and whole and healthy. Come take my hand. I'll take you into a new day, you know, and we'll create something amazing together. But if I kept being that wounded child over and over and over, you know, then I'm only person who wins is the person who hurt me. They win again and again and again. And why give that power to somebody? Yet yeah, we do that. And that's why Lao Tse said that really well. If I live in the past, I'm depressed because I want to change the past. And I can't. You cannot physically change the past. It's impossible. Or even worse, I project into the future. And that creates anxiety. I'm anxious. What's going to happen next? I don't know. Right? I mean, I'm 61 years old. I have more years behind me than I do in front of me. And that's a fact. And if I dwell on that, I'm going to be anxious every day. So I choose to live in the present moment with right. one breath. I can be right here, right now. This is all that matters. And once we're done, it's but a memory. But if we're going to be our full self, we need to be truly in that moment. And you see with great artistry, you see that with great musicians, great sports figures, when they're in that moment, it's almost surreal. And we're meant to be that because every one of us are special. And, and when people say, ah, you're nothing special, nobody cares what you have to say. It doesn't matter. I'm special to me and I care what I have to say. So right. I'm willing to cultivate that. And as that other saying, those who matter won't mind and those who mind don't matter. You, know, you got to get to that point too. And sometimes it's cutting off people that we've known a long time. Right. I've had toxic relatives and stuff that I've cut out of my life because it's just not healthy. Absolutely. And that's where another big part comes in, I think, because there's so many people that really rely on all those 
people that have been around them for a long time. And then, like you just said, cutting them off sometimes is for the better in the sense that they're not there supporting you. They're not doing that. Many times they're not in the, in, the, in those situations. Sadly, what they're doing is they're pushing you. They're trying to push you towards maybe unaccomplished goals that they had or mm -hmm. dreams that they had that they never accomplished because of X and Y. And so yeah. the thing is, it's a sad reality for many people around the world. And they're fulfilling dreams of their parents, of their siblings, of whoever it is around them that had and I'm just talking about dreams, but there's so many other aspects of life too. And so cutting off those relationships sometimes is for the better. And it's also, it's a big step, of course, but it's also an important one. I, after like listening, um, everything that you're saying, really, I think it's a big factor in that self discovery journey that you're mentioning, because you can't self discover if, if everyone around you is trying to put you in a box and you have to break through that box. And, and it's like you said, it's very, you have to be, you have to have a lot of courage to break through the box and go and live your life um, to the fullest. But I think that everything you're saying is so inspiring for everybody, because I think everybody can really just start learning that there is a life that they're supposed to be living their own. Like you said, we're individuals that are unique. There's no copy of us anywhere. Um, there's no, that doesn't exist. And so I think that it's, it's inspiring and wonderful that we can listen and have you here today and share this because we really should take into consideration the fact that we're on this, we're in, in this as individuals that have so much to offer. And by, there's a million reasons that could be trying to hold you back, but breaking those ties and just going and fighting for what your dreams are and what your wants needs desires whatever it is and your your accomplishments just aren't like society what it defines as accomplishment does not mean like what you truly care so i want to know one last thing and is for everybody so that's listening to this today and they're really just having this whole conversation in their head about oh goodness like <laughs> these things are really things that maybe are applying to my life for these people that are getting started they're learning from you from all the things that you mentioned today what would you say once they're on this journey what would be based on what you've lived what would be your number one advice for once they're on it and they're working through this what would you say to them consistency you know consistency is the key because the yin to the yang of that is complacency is the enemy we get comfortable we get complacent you know, I wake up every day and before my feet hit the ground, I've meditated, I'm journal, I'm singing. You know, I want to create that mindset, but it doesn't happen in a second. It doesn't happen in a minute. It, there are new habits that we form, but it's through the consistent practice that we achieve that. I think the big thing, again, we beat ourselves up so easily. I'm my own best friend. I'm my own worst enemy. And every day I wake up and I make that choice. Right. Who am I going to run with? Am I going to run with the self-loathing Brandon, or I'm going to run with the Brandon that's his best cheerleader. I am my best cheerleader. If I count on people, places, and things to validate that, I'm going to be standing in line a long, long time, Raquel. And it chips out my family. They're like, Papa, you're always so loud. You're always so big. You're always so, you know, but the yin to the yang, I can be very quiet. I can be very inward. But when I wake up in the morning, I got to do it. And so your morning rituals, I'd recommend to 
create and be very consistent in them because you can create that state of mind. But make no mistake, there are going to be good things in the day, bad things in the day. We will suffer. That is life. But we put so much weight on not suffering that we drug ourselves. We spend money excessive. We do all these things because we don't want to suffer. Suffering is part of life. People will die. We will go through financial difficulty. We will have heartbreak. We will have health issues at some time or another. If we can embrace that and still be the best version of ourselves, then we're really mastering life. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being on here today. I think that everybody had so much to learn from you. And I'm very grateful to have had you on here for all the Unwiring Minds listeners. And also, I learned a lot. So again, thank you for your time. And to the listeners, I will see you next time.